Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Open your Bibles, if you would please, to the book of Psalms. Psalms 91 out of the Passion Translation. I, I read out of three translations. I read out of the King James, the Amplified, and the Passion. There's some things in the Aramaic that aren't in the King James and in the Amplified. So just got it. you just can't read the Passion Translation by itself because you might get a little off track. You got to kind of combine all three, all right? So it says this out of the Passion Translation, Psalms 91, verse 1. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, or El Shaddai, the God that's what? Talk to me, class. The God is what? More than enough. So when you sit enthroned under the shadow of El Shaddai, when you sit enthroned. Well, okay, we have two positions, right? We have a position in heaven at the right hand of the Father with Jesus. Isn't that true? And then we have a position here on the earth to reign and rule as he reigns and rules. Isn't that true? Okay, so we have position. So when you sit enthroned in his shadow, oh, hallelujah, of El Shaddai, the God that's what? More than enough. Not just enough. Not less than enough. Come on now. That's more than enough. Right? God's not like a bag of Lay's potato chips, folks. Come on, hello somebody. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you open up a bag of Lay's potato chips, it's full of, it's half full of air and the rest of, and all the chips are sitting, all the chips are at the bottom. You know, at lunchtime today, I had a bag of, not Lay's potato chips, barbecue chips. I opened it up. And the chips were way down. I had to get a magnifying glass to actually find them. It's way down, way down. So I guess you you could probably say that, you know, those bags of potato chips are about 60-40. So you pay 60% air and 40%, you know. You know what I'm saying? So you're really, you know, you're really paying for more air than there is, you know. That's a bad deal. I'll just tell you that right now. That's just not right, you know. But because God is El Shaddai, right? Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, right? Shall men give unto your bosom. For with the measure that you deal out, it will be measured back to you and besides. So in God's economic system... Not only does he give you a full bag of potato chips. Come on, hello somebody. He shakes them and he settles them and then fills them up. And he's like, okay, let's let it overflow now. We're in the overflow because he's the God that's more than enough. He is El Shaddai. And as we continue to read here in Psalms 91, that was just verse 1. Praise God. Amen. As we continue to read here in verse Number two, it says this, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. So not only are you enthroned under the shadow of El Shaddai, but you are strengthened in God the most high. So that means when you feel like you're in weakness financially, 
His strength is made perfect in witness because He is El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. And we have rightful claim to that because of the blood of Jesus and because of the covenant that we have. Amen. So sometimes it's what we don't know that's not getting us over into that more than enough. It's what we don't know. You know, the Bible does say that my people die for a lack of knowledge. So sometimes it's what we don't know that's not getting us the breakthrough that we need in that area. But it's also a matter of perspective. Because if we look like, you know, if we, we live in the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, it is. It's the greatest country. It's the country with the most freedoms. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. And there are individuals who want to take away those things, and that's just the devil. Hello. So we ought to pray for them because we need to pray for those people that want to take, take away that kind of stuff. The Bible is very clear on that. Okay, so we live in the greatest country. I mean, you can start a business with very little things. I mean, more than 20 years ago, started a business, you know, actually more than, golly, 25 years ago, started a business with $50 and a vacuum cleaner and window cleaning equipment and built it within a two to three, two to five year period. Then we were at the business at that time in the late 80s, early 90s, was grossing about $10,000 a month. You know, we built a janitorial business, you know. But that's capitalism in the United States of America. So sometimes it's what we don't know. It's what we don't know. So therefore, if you obtain knowledge, like I was sharing with Christy a little bit, she's got a little bit of a vision, you know, to, to have a business and things like that. And she said to me the other day, I guess it was a couple Sundays ago, she said, Pastor, you ought to have a class on entrepreneurship. And I said, okay. Or maybe incorporate it in, a, in the financial class for LCU, you know. So, you know, they were, she was over with Pastor Marie and then, so all of a sudden, I'm just saying, if, you know, that's a wonderful vision. And this, number one, do this. Number two, do this. Number three, do this. Number four, do this. Number five, do this. Number six, do this. So she's like, can I get a pen and a paper? Could you hold on one second? And so she began to write. That, so that's how you do it. Put a perspectives together in, in the industry that you want to go into and how you want to start a business and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you might be able to find some nonprofits that might want to make some investments. I mean, you never know. Financial people. You know, finance, that want to make an investment in the business. You put together a perspective and all that kind of stuff. All right? So if we live in this world, we have to learn how to tap into this world biblically for the great wealth for, to transfer to take place. Because the Bible does say in the book of Proverbs that the wealth of the wicked eventually makes its way in the hands of the righteous. Hello. Come on, somebody. And I'm not saying that you should not, not get an inheritance or there's life insurance or whatever, something like that. You're still tapping into the world system. Okay. Now, normally when you have a job, you can only go so far within that job unless you change, you know, careers or whatever you need to do to be able to make more money and things like that. You know, I, I have a, a friend of mine, and I, I do have a friend, praise God, amen. I have a friend of mine that uh, they live out in California, and he is um, retired military, young man, but he, he was part of the special forces, and he did a lot of time in Afghanistan. So when he came back, he wanted to go into the security industry, and he knew that I had a security business, and he asked me, what do I got to do? And so I began to tell him, you know, kind of the steps of finding out licensing and all that kind of stuff. Well, he applied for a private security position as a bodyguard for the president of Apple Computers. And he makes... $110,000 a year protecting the president. But watch this. He has the skill set. 
Come on, hello, somebody. He developed the skill set in the military. Hello. So that on his resume, when he applied, he got the job. Wow. Right? But here's the thing. He can't carry a firearm with him. So in any situation, he has to use hand-to-hand combat. Hallelujah. So what did he do? He developed that skill set to be able to do it. Today, um, you can hardly ever get any kind of pay raise unless you have a degree. Well, I'm telling you, it's, it's the truth. It, people want degrees. You know, I subscribe to um, a security officer website, and then these guys ask questions of owners and all that kind of stuff. And one of them said, I am discovering that I can't even get a pay raise even if I get my armed license without a degree. So one guy came, and he's like, Okay, I don't, what do I need to do? Because, you know, sometimes these guys are military and all that kind of stuff. And I, I can't, even though I've got my, you know, my, my G license or whatever license to, to carry a firearm on a post, they're, they're, not, they're being overpassed because they don't have a degree. It's just getting to that point. So if we're going to get over into, listen to me, if we're going to get over into more abundance, we, then we have to learn the skill sets to be able to get over there so that you're chosen because your excellence will override everybody else's mediocrity. Amen, that's right. Yeah, and that's how you develop that, get develop the skill sets. I, I've known this for a long time. Um, many years ago, um, I heard somebody say that there would be three areas in the last days that would be very, very prosperous if you could tap into it. One was the medical field. Two was any service-oriented, right? And then travel was the third. Travel was like major, 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 major. It's major. Travel's major, any service-oriented, and the medical. Because people are working so hard and they're busy, they can't have, don't have time to clean their house or cut the grass. or Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. Yeah. So any kind of service-oriented, any kind of medical, any kind of medical field for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a deficit in nursing right now, big time, big time. And, of course, people are traveling all over the world. The airlines, they don't know what to do. The airlines don't know what to do. I mean, they, they won't even break out extra planes when one plane breaks down. They just, you know, and it's millions of people that are flying every year, millions, millions. So here's the deal. If you abide in the secret place of the Most High and abide in the shadow of the Almighty, I will save the Lord. He's my refuge and my fortress and my God in Him will I trust. Isn't that right? Yes. Okay, so you're abiding under the shadow of El Shaddai, the God that's more than, I, more than enough. And, you un, and if you understand your positional authority, then you can be dec- begin to declare out of your mouth that the wealth of the wicked is loosed unto me because I not only tithe, but I give offerings and I support every good and profitable work. And what silver a man sows, according to the book of Galatians chapter 3, whatever a man sows, that shall he also right. reap. Can you say amen? Amen. amen? amen. So if you need an offering, it's on the back of your chair. If you're making out a check, make it out to Life Family Church. And if you're filling out, you know, credit card, debit card, please fill that out totally so that the accounting department can put that all into the computer so that you can get a receipt at the end of the month. If you're ready to give, say yay. Okay, let's pray. Father, I thank you for the gift of the giver and as we plant seed into the gospel. Father, I thank you that you are the God that's more than enough all plenteous, and that you lack in nothing. And Father, we are joint heirs with Jesus. We sit and we reign and we rule with you at the right hand of the Father underneath the shadow of El Shaddai. And Father, we thank you for it and we bless you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Ushers, if you'll serve the people.
open your Bibles to the book of Psalms 100, please. Psalms 100. I'm going to pick up what I left off this morning about tapping into the power of praise. Tapping into the power of praise. And so we're going to start off with book in the book of Psalms 100. Hallelujah. And I'll read to you out of the Passion Translation. It says this. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. All right, thank you. And then he goes on to say, he says, go ahead and do it, everyone. <laughs> That's what it says. Chrissy, you have to read it. Okay, read it. What does it say? Okay, go ahead. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Oh, my gosh. That's the reason why I like the Passion so much. It's the Aramaic. Did you know that? That's what it is. It's the Aramaic. It's the language that Paul spoke, Aramaic. Yeah. But some words, you know, just like Greek and Hebrew, you got to watch those translations and some of the meanings. So he goes and says this. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. We enter his courts with and his gates with. So that's the access to the throne of God. It's through praise. That's the password. Praise and thanksgiving that gives you access. He goes on to say, come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him. Your thank offering to him. And effectually bless his beautiful name. Now he's not talking about bring your thank offering to him. It's the thankfulness of praise and worship. Because it's the sacrifice of praise. Sometimes we have to put, it on, put on the sacrifice, right? Yeah, because maybe we're going through something and we don't feel like we don't want to praise him. Come on, hello somebody. So you bring it to him. You bring the thankful offering to him and effectually bless his beautiful name. For the Lord always is good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. And he's famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. How powerful is that? So we understand that praise is the expression of gratitude. When you praise the Lord, you're grateful for what He's done for you. And there's an expression. There's a manifestation that takes place with praise. So what does that look like? Lifting your hands, clapping your hands, shouting praise the Lord, shouting amen. Amen means so be it. So when God drops something into your heart through the Word of God and you agree with it, your amen brings... Two to three witnesses. That's good. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So be it. So be it. But there's an appropriate place to say amen, and there's our inappropriate places. Okay, so, so watch this. You can't go around, well, I'll just tell you, you know, how's your week? Well, I'll just tell you right now, bless the Lord God Almighty. The devil's been tracing me all week. Amen, hallelujah. You, you don't want to put a, a so be it behind the Lord, the devil chasing you all week. Come on, hello. So that's, that's just not good. I just want to testify the Lord's been 
The Lord's been so good to me and the devil's been chasing me all week long. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. What? No, you don't want to put those kind of phrases together. No. No, but when you get revelation and it's revelation knowledge and there's a download from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and it's agreeable, you say amen. Or hallelujah. I mean, if you've ever seen Brother Jesse Duplantis' video, you know, when he went to heaven, he said, you say shout glory to God, it sets off a chain reaction. Glory to God, glory to God, glory, glory. Isn't that what he said? You all saw that, right? Yeah. You know, it's like his church. He says, glory. Then the angel goes, glory. And then all the angels of heaven, glory to God. And all the hosts of heaven shouting, glory to God. Glory, glory. <laughs> amen. See, I said amen because that means so be it. Praise God, amen. Our lips giving thanks unto his name. That's a good thing. So praise is the expression of gratitude. It's gratitude is an emotion of the heart. Gratefulness is an emotion of the heart. To those that aren't grateful, then their hearts aren't right. Man, when's the last time you, you did something to somebody, for somebody, and they said, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for opening the door for me. Thank you for paying for my lunch. Thank you. Thank you that you're my friend. Thank you. Really appreciate you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's gratitude, which comes from the heart. It's the expression of the heart. So when we praise God, it's an expression of our heart toward God. Amen. When you lift your hands, it's an expression. I mean, it's really kind of unfortunate today that we actually have to teach people to go, hey, lift your hands in church. Hey, clap with the music. Hey, sing. Well, I don't know the song. Well, learn it. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Come on. Hello, somebody. Amen. It's true, right? Yeah. No, listen, when you're grateful and you have, you have a heart of gratitude, you, you don't have to have to tell people to worship God. They're going to worship God. They're going to praise God. Yeah. In Psalms 150, verses 1 through 6, out of the King James Version, it says this, Praise you, the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the ferment of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with the string instruments and organs. Praise Him with the loud sounding cymbals. Praise Him with the high sound singing. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, or praise ye the Lord. Yeah. Read in Jeremiah 33, 11, the voice of joy, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, the voice of the bride, the voice that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts. Bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. The only time that you have to sacrifice when it comes to praise is when you don't want to. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, when it's hard. Amen. In the house of the Lord, for I will cause you to return to captivity of the land, as the first says the Lord. Hebrews 13, 15 says this. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice. It's an offering. It's a gift that we're giving to the Lord when we actually praise him. If he gave the gift of Jesus to us for us to live, should we not also give the gift of praise and service to him? The fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. Praise includes many things. It includes words of adoration. includes songs of exaltation, shouts of praise, praise in the dance, thanksgiving, acts of service. is an act of worship. 
when the priest would serve in the sanctuary in the Old Testament, it was an act of worship. Everything that they did was an act of worship. Now, in the New Testament, we know that we are hearts of living stone. We worship God from hearts of living stone. We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is just a gathering place. But his presence is here. Yeah, you cannot deny that his presence is not here. It is here. Mm -hmm. Now, the highest form of praise is singing in the spirits, singing in your prayer language. 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with my understanding also. Watch this. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with my understanding. So you're singing in the, in the language that you know, but then you're also singing in other tongues. Singing in the Spirit is praying in other tongues, or singing in other tongues. Let me read that verse to you again. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with my understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. Is there two different types of singing there and two different types of praying? Yes? No? Yeah. Jude, verse 20 says, Beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Right? Yeah. So he says, I will, I will, I will sing. I will sing. I will sing unto the Lord, for he is triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider fell into the sea. The Lord, my God, my strength, my song. <laughs> the Lord is God and my Father is God and I. Well, come on, what's the matter with you? Were you all lost? You all don't know this? Yeah. Yeah, all right. It's our, gener it's our generation. Y'all need to catch up. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's the care. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was during the charismatic renewal. <laughs> I will sing unto the Lord, for he is triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider fell into the sea. The Lord my God, is, I will praise him. My Father is God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is God. And... Oh, my gosh. May God help. I'm serious. This is one guy. I remember I, remember I was in a church service, and there's always that... that Israeli dance guy that just, you know, he's just, <laughs> I mean, he was working it. I'm thinking, I don't know how he did that. I mean, he was, he was like. <laughs> I mean, he's in the aisle. <sighs> and that'll wear you out. Praise God. <laughs> Christian aerobics, my God. <laughs> you do that for an entire hour. You know, work your cardio. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Dancing in the Spirit. That is not dancing in the Spirit. <laughs> That's dancing wannabe. <laughs> At least they started. No, dancing in the Spirit is when the hand of the Lord comes upon you and you dance in reckless abandonment. Luke 10.21 says, And in that hour... Jesus, let me catch my breath. Praise God. Man, that's not right. 
<laughs> Luke 10, 21. Luke 10, 21. And in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit. That word rejoice, watch this, means to leap and jump and spin around in reckless abandonment. That's when the, that's when the hand of the Lord comes on you. And you begin to dance uncontrollably. Yeah, it's almost like another entity called the Holy Spirit takes over. Yeah. That's a form of worship. It's a form of praise. Amen. Dancing in the Spirit, leaping and stepping to a sound voice of an instrument, moving measured steps, frisking about. That's the, de- that's the definition. That's the Webster's definition. Frisking about. Frisking about. Hallelujah. hallelujah. See, it starts a train reaction. Praise God. Amen. I didn't hear the rest of y'all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> frisking. <laughs> Brother Jeff was getting frisky. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> I like it. Rejoice. Watch this. Made glad, exhilarated. I like that definition. Made glad, exhilarated. Strong's Concordance G21 says, Properly to jump for joy, that is exult, by exceeding, be exceedingly glad, with exceeding joy, rejoice greatly. To jump, to leap, to gush, to spring up. Exhilarated. Giving life and vigor to the Spirit, cheering, gladdening. Praise always destroys your enemies. Always destroys your enemies. Praise always looses your chains and gets you out of jail. Always. We know that to be true because in the book of Acts chapter 16, 16 through 28, we see Paul and Silas. Come on now, in jail, thrown in jail for casting out a devil. Wow. They got, did you know they got thrown in jail for casting out a devil out of a woman? Yeah. And then in the midnight hour, they begin to praise, sing praises to the Lord. Isn't that right? And suddenly it caused an earthquake that opened up the prison doors and loosed all the chains. Not just Paul and Silas's change. It was every prisoner in the jailhouse. I guess you could call it jailhouse rock. (laughs) Jailhouse rock. Yeah. So praise is a very powerful tool. That's the reason why we should, every time we come together as a congregation and in services, we should praise the Lord. So why do we lift our hands? There's always a cause and effect. Why do we lift our hands? Psalms 134 verse 2 says this, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. 1 Timothy 2.8 says this, I desire therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. When you lift up your hands to the Lord, you are actually telling the Lord, I surrender everything. I'm surrendering to the one who bought me. I'm surrendering to the one who paid the ultimate price so that I don't have to pay the ultimate price. I'm surrendering my life, my finances, my family, my marriage, my children, my grandchildren, my job, my business. I'm surrendering everything because this is universal. It's a universal, it's universal sign language of I surrender. It doesn't matter if it's in Japanese, Chinese, Australian, German. 
Come on now. Spanish, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is universal. It may have different kind of dialect to the language, like in Spanish it's Aleluya. Aleluya. Amen. It's Chinese. Aleluya. It's still, it's still Hallelujah. It's, it's still hallelujah. It doesn't, doesn't really matter if it's Chinese or Japanese. Or <laughs> Honduran, I mean, Nicaraguan, praise God, Puerto Rican. I mean, just, you know. Yeah. Hallelujah. So why do we do that? We lift our hands because we're extolling Jesus. That's what we're doing. We're lifting him up. We're praising our Father. Why do we have audible praise? Psalms 34.1 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Watch this. I will bless the Lord at, when the, when the good times, I mean, I'm just saying, when things are going really well, I'll bless the Lord. You know, when I'm just saying, when, I mean, it's just clicking. I mean, everything I touch turns to go, I'll praise the Lord. No. You praise the Lord in the morning. You praise the Lord in the noonday. You praise the Lord when you don't have enough, and you praise the Lord when you have more than enough. I will praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. It's a good word. Praise God. And Acts 4.24 says this, And when they heard this, they lifted their voices to God. Acts 4.24. Why do we sing in our native tongue, which we know, and why do we sing in tongues? Anybody ever been in a service where everybody was singing in tongues? I have. I've actually been in services where like 5,000, 6,000 people singing in tongues. And then suddenly you could hear angels singing as well. I may remember that service back in 1993 with Dr. Rodney when he was a carpenter's home church and there was about five or 6,000 people in that, I was in that service. You could hear the angels singing in the background. It was amazing. They have it on video. It's amazing. Amazing. They showed that video in class? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, why should that shock us? The Bible says there are more with us than there are with them. Can you say amen? amen. Yeah. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians 14, 14 through 15, it says this, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. Why do we worship the way we do? Now, there are different aspects of Christianity, some you know, forms of Christianity worship, or they sing certain religious songs or songs that they feel that, that are worshipful and stuff like that. But as non-denominational people, because I'm not, I, please don't label us charismatic or Pentecostal. We're not Pentecostal and we're not charismatic. That's not even biblical. The, the word charismatic is not even in the Bible. Pentecost, Pentecost was a feast day. It was a holiday. And it was a Jewish holiday by that. Praise God. So I'm not Pentecostal. We're not, I'm not charismatic. And then what are you? I'm a born-again, spirit-filled believer. Yes. Devil stomping, Holy Ghost dancing, Bible toting, ripped the devil's head off, spit down his throat kind of preacher. Praise God. Amen. That's a, I like it that way. That's the way I am. And that's what you are. 
Men have put labels of, are you charismatic? Are you Pentecostal? Holiness, holy Pentecostal? Are you holiness Pentecostal? Are you in the name of Jesus only Pentecostal? Come on now. Amen. I mean, we're not First Methodist or Second Methodist. I mean, we're not First Baptist, Second Baptist, Missionary Baptist. First Baptist, Ebenezer, non-denominational, charismatic, Pentecostal, Australian church. We're not that church, praise God. You ever seen those really long names? We are the first. We're Freedom Baptist, Episcopalian, Lutheran. Not any of those. No, Bible-toting, Holy Ghost, preaching, born again, spirit-filled. Amen. Book of Acts. Can you say amen? amen? Yeah. So why do we do this type of worship? Because it's free. It's songs from heaven. Then it, it doesn't bind. Now, you have to be real careful to do, too, because there's some songs that will bind you up. I mean, they, the words, and some of them are too intimate. You know, you got to be real careful when you get over that smoochy stuff and kissing Jesus on the lips thing. I mean, you just don't want to. Sloppy wet kiss. You don't want to give Jesus a sloppy wet kiss. (laughs) (laughs) He is jealous for me. Love like a hurricane, I am a tree bending underneath his wind and mercy. I don't know, I don't know how that song goes, but it's got slop, sloppy wet kiss in there. And I just, after that, I'm like, whoa, I'm not giving Jesus a sloppy wet kiss. Sorry, just not going to do that. You know, there's a phrase in there that says sloppy wet kiss. Yeah, how many, how many of you ever heard that song that said, yeah, that's. I'm not giving you a sloppy wet kiss, Jeff. I'm just not going to do it. I love you, bro, but no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Jesus will give you a bump and a hug. And I'll bow at your feet. I'm not going to give you a sloppy wet kiss. What's a sloppy wet kiss anyway? It's like, <laughs> you know, I'm serious. Jesse gives me a sloppy wet kiss. <laughs> and I didn't very rarely should she do, I let her do this. She'll just kind of lick me a little bit. I'm okay. I'm okay. Just a little, you know, she doesn't, she's not like some dog. You know, no. So why do we worship the way we worship? And John 4, 23 and 24 says this, But the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. That, that word truth means reality or real or reality. Worship Him in spirit and in reality. That He exists. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit and those that worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. So if God is seeking individuals that will worship him 
for who he is and what he has done and where he's leading us. So you have to worship him because he is spirit. And you have to worship him as if he exists, as if he was sitting on the platform. And that's all by faith. It's a faith, it's a faith act to actually worship something you cannot see. Right? Because mo- most everybody's like this, well, I'll believe it when I see it. No, you've got to see it and you've got to believe it before you see it. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. No, you've got to believe it and then you'll see it. Yeah. Because we worship something that's unseen. But you can feel this presence. You can, you can feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You may not be able to see him with your physical eyes, but you can certainly sense his presence on your flesh. Can you say amen? So it's important that we spend time in prayer and in worship. And then, and then we show God that. Now, God is not a works person. He's not works. Works was in the Old Testament. You have to earn your way and you have to do rituals and things like that. In the New Testament, it's by grace, which is actually God's ability on your inability. That's what grace is. God's giving you grace to have the ability through the blood of Jesus to overcome sin. To say no to sin and yes to God. That's, that's grace. It's not that, well, oh God, we're under grace and I get to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it because we're under grace. God, grace is not giving you the ability to sin. It's giving you the ability not to sin. But isn't it interesting how Satan twists these things, you know, and people begin to justify. And then, and then when you call them out on it, then they just use this, well, you're just judging me. And they began to use the word of God just like Lucifer used the word of God when Jesus was in the wilderness. Come on. And isn't it interesting that even Satan twisted those scriptures? He, didn't, he quoted them out of context and things like that when he was quoting them to the Lord Jesus. And so I think it's just so important today that we stick with the word. The word is the foundation. And then when we preach, we preach precept upon precept and line upon line in which the subject matter which we're teaching, which actually makes good doctrine. Can you say Amen. Because we know that 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly, rightly dividing the word of God. So if you have to rightly divide our word, then you can actually not rightly divide the word of God. Yeah. And so that's the reason why we minister the way we minister within the subject matter that we're talking about. I mean, we're not taking one scripture and saying Judas went out and hung himself and then turning the page and say, go out and do the likewise and put those two together. That just wouldn't be good. Come on, hello, somebody. Yeah, that would be out of context. Okay, so what are we talking about? We're talking about praise and worship. We're talking about responding to his presence. And we're talking about responding with a manifestation, which is a physical thing that we do. Come on now. Now, when the works come in, the works part is you're just obedient. I had somebody tell me, y'all, they're just a works church. Well, why is that? Because you really want everybody to serve. So, you know, if they serve, then they're really working. And it's, that's, No, 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 no. Jesus said, if you, I'll show you by my works. Hello. Isn't that right? Yeah. And really, if you're serving in the church, you're doing it because you have a heart for God. And then you know that your word, you know, your reward comes from heaven. Because you love the Lord with all your heart. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's important that through our circumstances and what we go through every single day that we put on the garment of praise. Especially for the spirit of heaviness. Because we have an enemy. 
And his whole goal is to kill, steal, and destroy your life. That's his whole goal. That's his sole purpose. And he has demon cohorts that obey him to go and do that, or they get punished. That's just the way it works. Satan is the punisher. He punishes his own demons. And then he has demons that are in charge of other demons, and when they don't come back with a, a good report that they destroyed somebody's life, they get punished for it. Because he's the punisher. He's the angel of light. Makes all kinds of promises of making people famous and wealthy on the earth. Isn't it interesting? Satan doesn't matter how much money you have. He'll make you wealthy as long as he's got your heart. Wow. Yeah. As long as he's got you in his kingdom. He'll give you all the fame and the fortune and the money you want. Because he knows if he has you. Yeah. So it's important in these situations that we praise the Lord. We know this to be true because Jehoshaphat, come on now, in the book, get back here on the sentence from here. In the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 18, we see Jehoshaphat, and it says this 2 Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 18 through 22. Jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem bowed down before the Lord and worshiped him. The Levites from Koath family groups and the Korah family stood up to the praise of the Lord, the God of Israel, and they sang very loudly. Early the next morning, Jehoshaphat's army went out into the desert of Tekoa, and as they marched out, Jehoshaphat stood there saying, Listen to me, men of Judah and Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will stand strong. Have faith in His prophets, and you will succeed." Jehoshaphat encouraged the men and gave them instructions. Then he, then he had the temple singers stand up in their special clothes to praise the Lord. For they marched in front of the army and sang praises. They sang the song, Praise the Lord, because He's faithful, His love will last forever. And they began to sing and praise God. And the Lord set ambushment, ambush from the army of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sur, who had come to attack Judah, and the enemy was defeated. That tells you how powerful praise and worship is. It causes confusion in the enemy's camp, and Satan doesn't know what to do, and his demons that have been assigned to your life to try to kill, steal, and destroy your life, they get confused, and all their plans come to naught. <clears throat> and maybe you ought to think about maybe situations right now that you're facing, and you should put praise on, and just praise, just praise. Don't say anything negative about it anymore. Don't talk bad about it anymore. Don't, don't say anything to anybody about it. Just praise. Praise the Lord through it. Praise the Lord through it. Amen. Whatever you're, whatever you're facing. Financial, physical, emotional, whatever it is, praise. The untapped power of praise produces results in your life. Whatever enemy it is, praise will bring you through to the other side. Whether emotionally, whether physically, whatever it is. We have a tendency to lean toward the negative. We all do. And we're looking at the circumstances and we're thinking, how is this going to happen? I made a mistake. I did this and I did that and I got myself in it. But you know what? God is merciful. He's kind and he's gracious. And if you go before his throne and say, Daddy, I'm sorry. I, I repent. Please forgive me. He's gracious. He'll forgive you. And then you're like, Lord, I need an instruction now. What do you want me to do? Probably he's going to tell you, just praise me through it. I'll work it out. Just praise me through it. Praise me through it. 
Just praise me. Every time you think about it, praise me. Every time you think about it, worship me. Every time you think you feel pressure, I praise you, Father. I thank you that that situation is changing in the name of Jesus. I give you praise and I give you glory right now. I give you the highest praise in Jesus' name. I cry in with the angels saying, holy, 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 around your throne, your whole is full of your glory. The whole earth is full of your So I praise you. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. I'm not going to talk negative about the situation. I'm just going to praise you right now. I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to give you the sacrifice. I don't feel like it. It looks bad. It looks terrible. It looks like I'm going to lose out. But in the name of Jesus, I worship you through it right now. Father, I thank you that you're working it out. I thank you and I give you praise right now in the name of Jesus. I worship you. And then every time you think about it, every time you think about it, then start praising him. And praise him until you get the victory. Until it's broken through. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter if it's a year or two years or three years or five years, or ten years, at least, and then you die. At least we'll put on your epitaph. At least they praised God. Right. Even to the very end, right. they praised God. Amen. Even they, they believed God. They had faith in God. At least they had faith in God to the very end. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. But you know there really isn't coming to an end anyway. Your body may go six feet under, but your spirit man goes right to heaven, right. which is a wonderful thing, and then you get to live for eternity. Wow, like forever. You live forever and ever and ever and ever. So let's do this. Let's take a few minutes right now. Let's just stand to our feet. I know that was short and sweet. Praise God. But let's just take a few minutes right now. And let's begin to worship God. And we'll begin to praise God. And whatever situation right now that you're in, Jesus is passing by. And He's hearing your cry. Right now, in the name of Jesus... Father, we worship you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you right now in the name of Jesus. We praise you that we hear your voice for direction, clear direction. Father, we thank you right now that the situation that we're facing right now, we just join in with the angels and we cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Father, I just praise you right now that all my needs, wants, and desires are met because you are El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. Father, I praise you right now. I will not touch that situation negatively with my mouth but every time I think about it I'll praise you I praise you that our kids are serving you I praise you that our grandchildren are serving you I'm praising you that our business is prospering I thank you father the God my, my my job is prospering I praise you right now I take authority now in Jesus name I thank you father God that I have favor and I that you go before me you're my front guard you're my rear guard you are you stand by my side Father, I thank you right now. I bless you and I praise you. I praise you and I worship you. Oh, thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you, Father, for changing that situation right now. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I give you praise and I give you glory. I worship you and I praise you and I adore you right now. Father God, I know it doesn't look good in the natural, but Lord, you take the impossible and you make it possible. Father, I praise you and I worship you and I exalt you and I give you praise right now. I glory Glorify your name right now. Come on, lift your voice in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week and remember, the best is yet to come.